And we're back for another episode of the Picard Pick Six Podcast featuring Alec Byers Dorf. Jesus Christ. It I'm having a rough week. I can't I can't get above five hundred in college football. I just go three and three every week and it's slowly bleeding me out. Well, you know, fortunately somebody's uh carrying me on the podcast and uh, had a couple couple of good weeks in college football and Continue that into rivalry week. Yeah, Alec went four, five and one in college, two and one in the NFL for a seven and two weekend. Helped me out dramatically. And throughout the the bonus <laughs> Eagles pick, I mean, yeah. it was a solid solid yep. weekend. A lot of those trends like didn't hit this week. No, the, it didn't. Uh, the hungry dog. And and I, and it's funny because like when I was looking at it last week, I was like, I think this could be a week where the trend is yeah. not relevant, and it 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 happened to be the case. I don't know. I just obviously trends. It's not. Week to week, and it always hit everything, but still, we, over we, the, the course of it, should should play out well. We got to do a job where we remember these trends beginning of next year because I feel like they happen every year, and then we hop, everyone hops on them like 10, week 10, 11, 12, and then it just kind of balance. You know, and then, and then it goes 500, and yeah. they're like, oh, well, it still went 25 yeah, games but, above 500. But and, we caught it when it was going five, you know, below, yeah. you know. So, so. Um, I mean, I just, my bets I, I, I weren't bad. I just, like huge, there's just like I, Tech Virginia Tech was a tough loss, you know down down uh, six or something with. He gave up a 75 yard touchdown pass and and stuff like that, um, and I and again I said from the beginning I'm not the best NFL gambler, I. It's the one time I don't like. I I kind of vote or pick with my heart sometimes gets in the way of my my brain you know what I mean yeah we're in college I don't really have at Boston College I don't really have teams so it's all based on like what I see what I watch and, and being a Patriots fan like I just yeah it, it's a lot different so yeah and also it didn't help that the Cowboys were in the like red zone four hundred times yeah. and just like got zero points I mean that was an ball. ugly that yeah. was an ugly game overall I mean if you're an over Taker, you knew after about a quarter and a half. Like quarter and a half, it's over. Yeah, I mean you can't, you can't do what they do with the ball in the red zone, especially in the NFL. I mean, the NFL is such a quicker game in terms of you know the clocks always running. Yeah. I mean, other than obviously incomplete passes, but you just you have to make the most of your opportunities. The it, the the play clock gets bled more. I mean, there's not like the fast paced offense, there's, and there's not seventy five yard touchdown passes. Yeah, it's just it's it, you you got to earn your points, and then when you have the you know, are driving the ball, you have to go down the field. And so, yeah, you watched that, and I was like, oh, that's not hitting. After literally, I think it was about a quarter and a half, and I was like, well, no, no chance that that hits the 55 and a half mark, but, you know, it is what it is. I actually, like, I went, I was like, I'm going to go run errands, come back, and just hopefully I see the score, like, 24-21 and going into the fourth quarter or something like that. Um, I mean, my game, like, Wisconsin lost one by seven. They had to eat. They they could have gotten. They got up fourteen, I think, at one point, and they gave up a touchdown within like three minutes later. Um, Virginia Tech lost by the hook. I mean, I literally told you not to take Nebraska because they always play one score games. Yeah, they do. Uh, they are, and, and let's get into it right away because we're going to rivalry week right now because there are some good games and we're betting a sum. But I want to say something. I, I would be curious. When's the last time? And Adrian Martinez is out. We're talking about Iowa and Nebraska. When's the last time a three and eight team? Was favored. Opened as favorites. Opened as favorites by three points. Three points to a nine and two top twenty five team ranked team in the same conference. I'm not saying like if UTSA went on the road to Nebraska, they probably would be. I mean both both Power Five this late into the season. This late in the season, I think it's got to be unheard of actually. But I mean it's funny because 
I mean, we, I've been saying it all year. We, we joke about it. Like, Nebraska is a very good, bad team. Like, they just are – it doesn't matter. They And I saw someone, someone tweet it this weekend. They could play Ohio State or they could play Southern Miss. There is one guarantee. They are going to lose by one score. They, I, what was the game they lost earlier in the year where I actually bet against them when they was it like maybe it was Purdue or, or did they play Purdue? Yeah, yeah, they lost to Purdue though. But um, it was it was it was the game where they had just like lost a close game to like Iowa or someone. They, they they played a close game, maybe Michigan, and then they always like have a letdown the next week. Yeah, and their favorite bit or like one point they are. Like, in my eyes, this is the game where, like, probably Iowa could probably wins because it's like, ooh, they're favorite. They don't do well as favorite. But when they're double-digit dogs, yeah. they will cover that yeah, every I mean, single they, time. It's just – I mean, it's just, it actually just is impressive because if you look at their schedule, they played good teams all year. Yeah. And, like, every week, like, it didn't matter. They played Oklahoma, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Like, they – every week were – with five minutes to go, it was a one-score game, either up or down – and they just did something stupid to lose the game. It's just a guarantee in Nebraska yeah. football. And that's just been the story of you know, the last five there years. There is someone that's probably this year, so they played 11 games. They are probably 9-2 and two betting Wisconsin or Nebraska football because they're like, hey, they're playing it. Their double-digit dogs are playing a good team. It'll be one score. Boom, bet it, win. It's oh they're a favorite bet it they'll lose yeah you know like in he's they're probably and besides maybe one or two outliers they're pretty good another one I want to talk about quickly before we get into our picks why is Texas three point favorites against Kansas State you know I I think it's just people want Texas to be good and they think they're they've they've showed the glimpses of being good and it's seven just, weeks ago I know I it's I it has to be that otherwise unless there's some news we just don't know. Um, Kansas State quietly pretty good, but I mean Texas last I mean five weeks they lost to West Virginia, Kansas, Iowa State, which are like Iowa State's not good this year. Kansas State's not, or Kansas Kansas is not not good. good. West Virginia's not good either. So I don't know. I mean, trust me, I'm I'm at a loss for it. I mean, it's like one of those trap games. Sark is saying some like weird thing, like dumb things in the media. I don't know. It's just it's just very weird. Um. It's it's shocking. I mean, I can't imagine at Texas in November with a four and seven record is all that yeah. much of a home field advantage yeah. either. So and and quickly before we get into it, uh, some news: uh, Dan Mullen fired. Love it. Uh, here's my. Th- I was. We'll get into picks and we'll go quickly uh, with the picks. Um, but I want to talk about the firing. There's a lot of good jobs opening, which if I had if I had if I was thinking about firing my coach this year, I would hold off until next year. Because you're going to compete against LSU, Florida, possibly Miami, USC, USC, right? And let's say James Franklin takes one of those no, roles. No, James Franklin announced today 10-year extension. Oh, I'm just saying, but say, say he takes one of those roles, like, or, or, or another, uh, Lane Kiffin takes yeah. one of the roles, and that opens up another, like you're now competing against an old Miss. But I think the, the James Franklin extension, I know he, they announced it, but I think that's to cover the school because now the, buy, the buyout is oh you want James Franklin you got to pay us fifty million dollars if you yeah really but want. a school's not going yeah now, so the school's not going to do that they're going to wait that. a couple of years for that to go down if they yeah. did I thought he'd be fit really well with USC he's just kind of a celebrity guy like a Pete Carroll type yeah, I think love, he'd do absolutely um, but there's so many like schools open right now that like if I'm there's going to be a lot of like Virginia Tech I think is a, a, a solid good. Job. Like, job to have, but not this year. Yeah, but this year, who are you going to maybe Beamer from South Carolina because it's his dad? But 
I, I just think I would just hold off if I was thinking about firing my coach like one more year and then next year. Yeah. Uh, like, no, so, I, like Nebraska would be I think smart not Nebraska to fire. Yeah, yeah they, they, not, I mean, they did it. And yeah. I think they, they also realized, like, yeah, there's a lot of coaches that are on the block, a lot of high-profile programs. You know, the Florida – I mean, like all the programs you listed, it's like, yeah, if we're, if we're all – there's only so many available coaches. Even, yeah. even even if you pluck them away from their school, a lot of them aren't going to go anywhere. Or there's only so like one or two, maybe three high profile coordinators that you're willing to take that risk on as a high profile yeah. school. So you're like, if, if if there's a question in your mind, like, do we fire him? Do we not? I say you just keep him right now because obviously USC big name, Florida big name if Miami opens up I mean there's already rumors Lane Kiffin's like yeah I'll take that job yeah. I mean it's and then it opens up Ole Miss and then Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech. I mean and then you're I'm, also I mean even like Washington State's open that's a power yeah. five school like so there are isn't power, Washington open too Washington's open yeah I mean there's it's, so many big name programs I would just wait till next year and hire someone else it's gonna be interesting though because I think uh you're gonna see a lot of coordinators get promoted and it it'll be interesting to see where people end up and it, and it shakes right. out cool uh let's get into the picks we'll, we'll keep it quick um first one for me is this is thanks to uh stats of war parker over there i'm taking uh florida atlantic over middle tennessee state um it is three and a half for a few reasons one i think they're both five and six they're both five and six both kind of similar teams uh fau's at home so I think that's a big advantage. Um, obviously, the, I feel like when you get to like this November, December weather and you get someone not from Florida and it, you get like that humidity day, teams aren't like they get dehydrated. Like I remember like the Patriots always go down to the Dolphins and they struggle. Yeah, uh, humidity is not yeah, as bad this time of year though down there. Just saying, throwing it out there. November, December. I feel November, like the December Patriots always bad. go in December, though. They struggle down in December because they're used to playing. Well, it's because they're outside on the beach. They're yeah, like, man, it, it's like 20 degrees back home. Yeah, so I just think like maybe yeah. there, there's that. But also, I think they're just one, a better team. And he also has them winning by 11, and he's pretty accurate with these these scores. So I like uh, FAU. Nice. Um, my first pick I'm going to go with, I'm thinking BYU minus 7. Um, the better team, they're going on the road, USC, but – just in general, I mean, USC to me, I mean, obviously to me, to, to the world, they're not that good. They're four and six or four and seven, whatever, whatever they are right now. Um, they aren't playing well. They just gave up like 60 points to UCLA, which obviously that's a rivalry game. And those, you know, got, got out of hand late there. But I think BYU is a solid team. The fact that, that it's at a score is, to me, it's just kind of like. I, I, the I, only thing about BYU is I, I don't know this, but for some reason in my brain, because they win at home, in they, Utah, yeah. I feel like they're just much better at home than on on the road. Yeah, no, that I mean that that's definitely uh, you know true. Uh, I just I really just don't think USC is good. I just look at their last you know their last I look at their last five games, which they have played five good five above average teams minus their one win of, against Arizona. They beat Arizona by seven, which I think sucks. They gave lost by 30 to UCLA, lost by 15 to ASU, lost by 15 to Notre Dame, lost by 16 to Utah. Like I just, I put BYU in that same category as Utah. Okay. I will say this. Is there something, and this is like a little, not like a part of your bet, but is Utah, like the University of Utah and BYU at night, the hardest state to play in? Easily. Easily. Are they like 9-0 and against like good any, teams? Any ranked team at <laughs> night at home. It's, 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 BYU took down, and you, but like took down ASU, 
at, and it's like this, even though they're two different schools, it looks like almost like the same camp as it feels it. So it pretty much is. I'm know. done betting against. If there's a night game in, in yeah, I mean in, in BYU, FBA, Utah, BYU took down Utah at home. Yeah, at night game, ASU at home in a night game, and then they. I'm trying to. I mean, they got up to like number 12 in the country. I thought at one point. Yeah. Like no, they did. I mean, their two losses were back to back weeks. Is when they lost to uh, Boise State and Baylor, both pretty respectable losses. I mean, and then they they beat Virginia at home at night, which that game was like 120 oh, points. I mean, it was yeah. just absurd. I love, but I love I love the Virginia team. They're just because I'm so used to Virginia basketball when I watch them play so slow and methodical. Yeah. Watching their offense, their football team just go nonstop is awesome. Speaking of uh, teams that play up tempo, I'm gonna go with uh, the Pitt team total over 35 points. All right, I Pitt's averaging um, a little over 35, I think, in the last few games. Uh, I really just I like Kenny Pickett. I think one couple things. I think he's trying. They, they do they still have a chance to make the uh, um, ACC ACC championship game. I, I can't remember if it, Wake Forest and wins in their end. I don't know if Wake and Pitt are on the same side. But what I do love is they're trying to – I think he's trying to make one last push at the Heisman. Yeah. And so I think they're going to try to like put up as many points as they can, um, and especially if they have that ACC on, uh, championship to go to the championship on the line. They're going to try to roll. Um, I really like Pitt. Uh, last time I on their team total, they, they killed it. They also do this thing where they, even if they start slow, they can like rattle off twenty one points in a quarter. And, and like, it just in like in seven minutes of it's, game it's, time, it's, it's awesome. yeah, it is really nice. It's impressive. I mean, their their offense always moving. I jumped on the pit. I just took them minus thirteen and a half. Um, I'm looking at Syracuse overall. I mean, you look at them, you know, against the spread, they're eight and three. So is Pitt, eight and three. But last two games, they gave up forty one points to Louisville, respectable, and to NC State. But I put Pitt right there with them. Um, I think. I don't see how – I mean, I'm also riding with the, the team total, but I just don't see how Pitt doesn't score 40 points. What, what, what I – the reason why I took the team total and not the spread, the, the only reason I looked at it was Syracuse is 5-6 and six for a chance to go bowling for the first time in a while. Um, and at home, I could see that – Yeah, I could just – I know Pitt's going to put up points. If it is close at like 30, 31, 31, 31, 28, I see Pitt trying to go up double digits. So that's why I really like the over. Yeah. But again, Syracuse has also given up, gave up 40 points at home to Wake Forest a while back. They've given up 40 points a game the last few, and they haven't scored much. They're yeah. a much different team at home, it looks like, but those were also early in the year games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was leaning towards the 13, but I just went with the. I just decided to go team total because if they do keep it close, I see Pitt still being able to score 40 points. Yeah. Um, yeah I like right. it. My next pick is another team total over. It is Virginia Cavaliers over 34 and a half points. They are in a rivalry game. They are playing Virginia Tech. Um, Fuentes is gone. That team has given up. Gave up 38 last week on the when they were on the road. They gave up 17 to Duke, who's not a good football team. Um, the last few games and UVA is can. UVA put up 34 points? I think so. Yeah. Pretty simple. They give up 38 to Miami, UVA, better offense. And the, the thing with the, the what I like about team total over is I look at teams that play fast. UVA plays fast. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, and their quarterback's very. I'm sorry. I love him. Yeah, he's. Two I, weeks ago, when they. Oh, did you. 
I forgot the Notre Dame game. When I, I looked at the score and I was like, man, they lost 28 to 3. How did they only score three points? Like hours before the game, they just said their quarterback wasn't playing because they're just resting him for the ACC game because the Notre Dame didn't mean anything. Love it. They just threw. If I knew that before, I would have bet the under so quickly. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I think Virginia's offense is very good. Even games they lose, they just put up a shitload of points. I mean, take out the Notre Dame game, they've put up 38, 49, 48, 48. In their last four games, um, you know, they played Pitt, BYU, at BYU, Georgia Tech, Duke. I mean, they, I, I I think it's, you know, Virginia Tech, I just don't, I don't think it's very good. It's not like Virginia Tech. It's not in Virginia Tech either. It's at no, home. It's home so. and, and they give 20 points to Pitt early in the year when their defense was supposed to be pretty decent. They give 41 to Syracuse, 17 to Georgia Tech. It's not like the, their defense is all over the place, so I like that. Yeah, so. no, I like it. Uh, my next one I'm going with, I'm taking Notre Dame, minus 19. Um, I think Notre Dame is quietly in that spot that they could. They're still thinking like maybe we can sneak in. Like if the if the stars align, we can sneak into this playoff if everything happens. And but they know that they have to jump teams since what, they do not have a conference championship. What is so? There'll be five right now. You think this year, this week. Yeah, so it'll go like let's go Georgia, Bama, Ohio State. It'll go Georgia. Cincy. It'll go Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, Cincy, Michigan, Michigan, and then Notre Dame. Notre Dame. But Michigan, Ohio State have to play each other. So, so one and Notre Dame. And that, so the, here's what it comes down to. It comes down to I, Georgia has to win out, beat yeah. Bama to get out. Cincy has to lose to, or so Bama. So Cincy can still win. I think Notre Dame gets in because Michigan will be out. I think depends if it I, depends what happens in, if Oklahoma State. Or Oklahoma beat each other twice. I think. Well, no. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. Baylor's in the championship game if Baylor wins against Texas Tech because uh, they, they have the same record. Yeah. And they Baylor beat them head to head. So, but what I'll say is, if Oklahoma State win or Oklahoma wins both games against Oklahoma State, and you look at Oklahoma State, and you look at um, Notre Dame, Notre Dame's eleven and one with their only loss to Cincy, who will be number three at the time. Yeah. How do you not put like I? I think like Notre Dame goes gets in. Yeah, but back to my point yeah. for my bet. Yeah, I think they're also they know that and they're they're happy playing like that. Like, hey, no one's talking about us right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're getting close to the finish line, but they're also realizing like, hey, they 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 see that the stars can align, the games can happen. Obviously, it's not within their own control, but they also know that they need to win convincingly because they don't have that conference championship game. So I think you know you look at what they've done in. Recent weeks, yeah. and and Stanford's they, they remind terrible. me of a NCAA football or basketball team where they're like the 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 like eleven seed makes like the final four, and you're just like they're in the hard bracket, but like somehow just like the three seed loses the two. Yeah. They, they just are playing, like, playing eight, like the, nine the, yeah. seeds. I mean, they want fifty five zero twenty eight three thirty four six. They're quietly just killing people. And Stanford's lost by thirty twenty five forty five. I mean, yeah. they're they're not playing good football. I think Notre. I mean, it, it is in Stanford, yep. which somehow playing at Stanford at night just somehow is almost like playing in Utah at night. Yep. But I think Notre Dame will be locked in. All right, my next my next game, and I this line scares me because I don't know why it's so low. UCLA minus seven at Cal. Cal's playing good football though. They Cal are lost to. The University of Arizona. Yeah, well, that's because their quarterback had COVID. I, he did. Yeah, the University of Arizona. Doesn't matter. 
If he only scored three points, he didn't win in any games. Uh, um, University of Arizona at, lost to a school called NAU. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> well, I also look at it. Okay, I, I do agree. I'm also taking UCLA, but to play devil's advocate here, I look at Cal. They just beat Stanford by 30 at Stanford, which also makes me solidify my Notre Dame pick. Yeah. But then, you know, they had the COVID game where, like, I think all their team had COVID. But then they beat Oregon State by 14. They beat Colorado, who sucks, by 23. But their last four games are playing well. Lost to Oregon by seven in Oregon. Um, they are playing well. I do think UCLA is playing better. Um, I do think UCLA is just the better team as well. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer pick for me as well. I completely agree. Uh, I just think that, you know, you got to look at the – instead of looking at the in, – in, for this occasion, instead of looking at the whole – 10 games or 11 games they've played, I, you got to look at the, just the last month to, uh, yeah, yeah. to justify that You can't spring. look at the first week of the season. Then you yeah. throw those out. Uh, I'd like to know about the, the NFL hungry dog runs faster. I'd want someone to do that for college football. Fuck, that'd be see how great. Yeah, hours. But that'd take days. Yeah. Because well, our dumbasses would sit there and have to do it one by one. Yeah. But maybe. I'm talking about like if someone like. An analytical guy yeah, did just, it. Yeah. Did it. So, yeah. Uh, but on, yeah. UCLA, UCLA. seven. Solid. One score less. Absolute. Uh, my next pick, I'm taking... It's at UCLA? Yes. Yeah. I'm taking Bama minus 19 and a half. Uh, the only reason I think this is below three score is because it's at Auburn. But Auburn doesn't have Bo Nix. He's out for the year. And they just lost to South Carolina. Like, the fact that it's only 19 and a half is weird to me. Because the biggest weakness Bama has is their defense. But clearly Auburn is The Finley gonna, guy stinks. Yeah. He's terrible. But clearly, Auburn's not going to light up the scoreboard this weekend. I mean, they might score 17 points, maybe. What Can you look at all, what, how many points they gave up to South Carolina last week? 21. And with the week before, do you have their... their they gave up like 44 to Mississippi State. By the way, side note, Mississippi State, the guy Rodgers is pretty fun. He's pretty he good. good. He is good. He, I think he's like tech, he's quietly been in like the top five in like all offensive categories for a Yeah, but that's every Mike Leach quarterback ever. Yeah, but like last year and like even the beginning of the year, they started out slow. But Mike Leach actually has a defense this year. Yeah, but, but Mike Leach in any quarterback is going to be top five in stats because he throws 65 times a game. I don't, but previously, like the couple, like the, his first year at Mississippi State, I don't think they like, nah. I didn't think. But, anyways, um, yeah, I just I actually I like Bama first half. I think it's yeah, ten, and, ten a half. and a half. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a good one. I think they cut out early. I don't know if Auburn's defense is that great or as good as I thought it was at the beginning of the year. Um, so nope, I, I, I like that pick. Uh, my next pick is this is getting me nervous. But I was reading a bunch of stuff when I was doing some research and everything. Um. You know the saying like, oh, throw throw records out the door during rivalry week. It's like one of the m- biggest misconceptions in sports behind the hardest thing in sports to do is to beat a team three times. Literally, the team play you're two and now you're playing a team for a third time, that's like seventy one percent of the time they win again. Yeah. So it's not like it's not the hardest thing to do in sports. It's, it's just not no, it's just it, it's just brought up to the forefront. They're like, Oh, we told you. Yeah, yeah. It's just like an excuse. It's, oh, it's tough to beat them three. Now if like if it's like Bama versus Georgia and they put like two teams, but like anyways. This is Oregon minus seven at home against Oregon State. Oregon State's playing well, but everything I've been reading is one, Oregon runs the ball, can run the ball a lot better against Oregon State. They still have to win to go to the Pac 12 championship game. If they lose, Oregon State is in. Um, and 
and, they, and Oregon would have three losses. So if they still want to go to the Rose Bowl, they have to win this game. Yeah. And so I, and it's at home. If it was in Corvallis, I get a little nervous because weird. I feel like in Corvallis, weird things happen. Um, but it's at home. Seven rivalry game. I think they'll be up. I know they're let down right now from getting absolutely mollywhopped by Utah. But it, I feel like by getting spanked by Utah, it's a lot different than if they lost a heartbreaker. Yeah. They get spanked. It's like they they just they were well, do, they were done from halftime. It was over. So I think going back home with a chance to go to the Rose Bowl rather than like having a letdown spot where they get you know they lose a heartbreaker on like a hail mary or something or a close game, um, miss field goal or something. I think that would hurt them more than just getting absolutely smacked. So yeah, no, I I agree with that as well. I mean, I I you know Oregon State is a lot better this year, which is it's it's cool to see because I think it's a good program that I want to be good. I. I just think Oregon has too much to play for. Obviously, they can't go to the college football playoff anymore. They don't deserve to be there. Um, but it's still the rivalry game A. That's what you're playing for, too. You're playing to go to the Pac-12 championship, which is in turn playing to go to the Rose Bowl. And hence, you can play Utah again yeah. for revenge. Yeah. So, so I, I, I like the pick there, especially at that, that, that spread line. I think it's uh, yeah. a solid bet. But I honestly, when it's Pac-12... And and if it's a, if it's Pac twelve after dark, I just don't trust anything about it anymore. I just I go for streaks where I'm reading the Pac twelve. Like I either go seven and one bet in Pac twelve, or I go one and seven. Yeah. And there's no in between. It's either I'm reading it really well, or I'm not. Yeah, no, I I, I can understand that one. Um, my next game, I'm taking, and I believe this is my sixth pick. Fifth. Fifth pick. Interesting. Um, is I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, I'm taking Houston minus thirty two. That thirty-two now, they are playing, which They're is playing a crazy spread. The, the the greatest football program in the history of sports, the United the University of, of Connecticut, Connecticut Huskies. Huskies, who just hired Jim Mora. Yeah, and he's I think wait whoa 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 is he coaching this game? No, no, he is. Look it up. Timeout. Hold on, we're I gonna pause. We're might, gonna pause we're, for a second. No, I actually do. Now that we were talking about it, I remember they said he is starting his coaching duties mid-season. All this right. might this might change everything. I'm looking up right now. Um, looks like Moore will become the 32nd head coach. It doesn't really say. It might be right after this game because I think this is their last. Oh, begin head coaching duties November 28th. Okay. All right, you're good. We're good. He starts been, on Monday. That, that would, he starts he, on honestly, Monday. that's almost like if he was, that's almost like an interim coach. Yeah, no. He, and he would, would have the players excited like, oh, guys, the future's yeah, play, now. Yeah, yeah. No, We're going to so, do some yeah, fun no, stuff. He, Houston yeah. by 32. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, false alarm. False well, alarm. Oh, that's hilarious. That would have been. That would actually be wild. I think, And if there's a program to do that, I think it should have been UConn to try out that theory. Uh, Texas Tech. They just hired the guy McGuire. I don't know if we talked about this last time. But them hiring midseason was a genius move because now he can just get on the recruiting trail. Yeah, and all these portal, these kids are already going into the portal. Yeah. Like, oh, text so if you wait till the end of the year, you lose out on like high school kids. He's already gotten like well, three, especially, four star, and three. especially because um, you know when especially these higher profile um, you know schools, they want a name, and if even if it's not an established name, they want a name from a, a like an O coordinator, D coordinator from a great school. And they're in the playoff until January, and like yeah. that's after the like the second signing day is like a week after, two weeks after. So like, yeah. so they're like, I mean they're they're behind the eight ball because it's tough to. I mean it really is tough to commit to Florida if you don't know who the coach is. Also, also I heard like Anthony Richardson might be transferring out of Florida, but 
it, let's say Lane Kiffin gets the job or gets offered the job and he leaves. Well, he's already behind, so he's got to flip some old Miss to kids. Florida? No, I'm just saying, like, let's oh, just say, like, a late, but he's going to play until, like, January, so they're already behind. Texas Tech did it right. They, they got their guy. Texas Tech is never going to get Lane Kiffin. They're never going to get the hot name out there. No. You're going to have to get someone who you think in five or ten years could be that guy. And they went and got him, this guy, McGuire, who was, in, I believe, a high-profile high school coach in Texas that everyone looked up to. Like, he was, like, the guy. And he got a job at Baylor, and they went from there. And they just got him, and he's already on the road recruiting. And everyone was like, I think there was like a four star recruit that said, when he got the job at Texas Tech, he literally tweeted out, I'm reopening. Like, he already was open, but it was like, add Texas Tech to my, my teams I'm interested in now because of Coach McGuire. Like, he's that yeah, one. Which awesome. is very smart them to do. So, I get, all right. Last game for me is the biggest game of the weekend with the most on the line. That's Ohio State, and that's Michigan. I am – this is a game where the pass is just in my brain, and I've seen this story happen so much. Ohio State wins this game by 20. I agree. They did, like, it, this, is, this is a game where Michigan fans are all whole – Ohio State's playing – it's not just that. They're playing <laughs> fucking good. They're so – They're playing – they are the only team I could even think of right now that has a chance to compete with Georgia, and I think they could beat Georgia because I just don't know if Georgia's offense can – like this, I would love to see. I just want to see Ohio State and Georgia play because Ohio State's offense is lighting you'll, everyone. You'll up. get a a little little glimpse of how Ohio State can handle the pressure because their offense line is very good. Um, but Michigan has two of the best defensive ends in in the country, and, and you know Georgia has the other few. But they have a, their their defensive ends. Are, they can get to the quarterback really fast. But the Ohio State's offensive line is very good. I've seen this story written. Every time Michigan is, comes in with some hype and stuff like that, or, hey, this year they could beat them, Ryan Day puts up a 50 spot. Urban Meyer put up a 50 spot. They were like five years ago, they were like an inch away from going to the, you know, beating them. But since then, they've just been getting blown out. Last year, they just canceled the game because they didn't even want to lose by 100. Um, uh, and CJ Stroud is playing so much better. Their wide receivers are unbelievable. I see... Ohio State, even if it starts off slow, just going up and down the field, I just can't see Michigan keeping up with them. I can't see Michigan's offense keeping up with them. Even if Michigan's defense plays well, I think them playing well is holding them to 35 points. This is this is the only way I see Michigan keeping it close or winning is they they make Ohio State do 8 to 10 play drives, obviously get a couple stops, and then when they get the ball, they, they just they they, they have a twelve clock. to fifteen play yeah. drive that takes out eleven minutes, you know, ten minutes, you know, something like that. Yeah. Where they just have those long drives where all of a sudden it's the first half in Ohio it's over, Michigan's up ten seven, and Ohio State's only had the ball for you know three times in the entire the half, yeah. and they just haven't gotten a rhythm. But if if they get a rhythm like they did against Michigan State, if they get a touchdown and then a three and out. They're scoring a touchdown again on that next year. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all I'm looking for is that touchdown, three and out touchdown. And it's just Michigan State's going, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah, and, and you just get over. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, so I was golfing on Saturday, and my buddy's a Michigan fan. And he's like, yeah, let me know what we turned on the, turned on the game. And uh, we were up at the green area for a while. And I don't know what it was. Or maybe it was like we were backed up on a tee box, actually. We went back, and Ohio State had scored 14 points in like the four, five real minutes that I, it took. Uh, we left the car. We're like, oh, my God. And then like we blinked again, and it was like 28-0, 35-0. I mean, we were like, this is 
I've I mean, never, it was such a bad beat because I took the over in that game and it was 49-0 at half. And I'm like, there's, I, I almost thought, I'm like, take the second half under, Alec. Just take it because Ohio State's going to take people out. They're not going to do shit. Yeah. And Michigan State yeah. was also, also, I'll say this. I had Ohio State team total over 42. It hit in the first half. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this. That might have been the easiest bet of my life. Oh yeah, that was the easiest bet of my life. It was it was thirty five nothing with like eight minutes to go, nine minutes to go in the first half, and I was just like, this is this is the easiest yeah. bet of my life. Love it was never in doubt. Never. All right. What's your last pick? My last pick, I'm I'm torn, um, but I I you said Wake earlier. I'm taking Wake. I'm taking Wake minus four and a half. Um, you know, I I think they're obviously their offense is good. You know, they they lost last week. That overwhelmed. They gave up forty eight points to uh, Clemson, which is kind of a shock because Clemson's offense isn't that good. But also, it's just like maybe Clemson late in the year, they're starting to you know figure their own shit out. But I just think Wake Forest's offense is good enough. I don't think BC's offense can keep up with them. Um, you know, their defense is B- decent. It's at BC. It's at BC. BC just struggled with – I mean, they struggled with Florida State, who I know is playing well recently. But, like, they're not like a – the offense isn't anything compared to Wake Forest's offense. No. And and granted, Florida State's defense I think is better than um, Wakes. Wakes, but I I just I don't see BC if the over hits in this game, BC loses by ten. Like yeah. for some reason, BC is going to have to slow them down in order to keep this close. I don't see BC scoring thirty seven points and have it be forty thirty seven. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I could be wrong as a BC guy, and I'll do we one better. This is this I'm a team guy. I have BC over seven wins. They're at seven right now for the year. So I already have a push. They're at six. They're six and five? Uh-oh. That's what my thing says. That's what action says. Is that what action says? Hold on. Thought they had, I thought they had seven wins last week. No, maybe they're six and three and they lost. Oh, yeah, they lost to Florida State, so they're at six. Yep, you're right. They're at six. They're six and five because they were at six. They were six and four last week. Yep. And I need them to win to guarantee a, a zero loss in my overs. So my team total win are four one and one minimum right now. If Louisville loses to Kentucky, I'm five and one. And BC would be my only loss unless BC pulls off. But I just again I've watched BC all year. Jerkovic looks great. Hopefully he comes back next year. Um But yeah, I just I mean, don't see I just, I've seen BC enough to know like when they're gonna play well and when they're not. And last week they were favored by two and a half, and it was a let. I knew that was like a letdown spot, and I just think this is another one right here. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, Wake Forest. It's like their first season, like really actually being relevant. So maybe this, you know, late in the season they have started slipping up and not playing as well as they've played better teams. But I'm just going to take Wake Forest. You know, as long as they have the ball, to they're going to score every they're time. They're going to score. I mean, they got to put up 40 points in this game. I. I just they do. I think they put up 42 against the the. The Eagles. I just don't see the Eagles scoring more than thirty-five. Yeah, exactly. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. So, nice. all right, those are our picks. We got. I got FAU minus three and a half. Pitt over thirty-five. Virginia team total over thirty-four and a half. UCLA minus seven. Oregon minus seven. Ohio State minus eight. And you have BYU minus seven. Pitt thirteen minus thirteen. Notre Dame minus nineteen. Bama minus nineteen. Houston minus thirty-two. Wake minus four and a half. The Mister Favorite of Mr. the world. Mister Favorites. Mister Favorites. Um, hey, I've bet three underdogs, and I'm 0-3 on them, yeah. so let's move to the NFL. NFL, I'll go. First. I'll go first. All right, go. 
If you just take all my picks, I'd be so fucking <laughs> mad. Be so mad. Uh, my first pick I'm taking, I'm taking Buffalo minus four. Um, I think it's an overreaction line to them just getting worked last week. New Orleans offense isn't even close to what the Colts can do. I mean, Jonathan Taylor absolutely dominated that game, and I just don't see New Orleans doing that to Buffalo. I think it's an overreaction there. Uh, I think Buffalo bounces back now. I mean, you know, they're not even in first in their their division anymore. I think it's a little... A little bit of a wake-up call. Obviously, they've kind of struggled all year, though. Even when they've won, they haven't looked amazing. But uh, I like I like them with just giving up four points here on Thanksgiving night. Yep. No, I, I I agree. I think I think Buffalo struggled recently. I think that's a maybe this is who Buffalo is reaction line. I still think they're one of the better teams in the AFC. Yeah. Um, obviously, behind the New England Patriots right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I this is more towards a bet against I think New Orleans is a lot worse yeah um, that defense is good but like that offense is struggling and Buffalo's defense is good and their offense is uh, better than what they've kind of shown recently yeah um, so yeah my first pick is it's going against oh by the way the uh, what did it go one and three last week the hungry dog run faster yep they, yeah so I, I'm going against that trend right now too again I have Houston minus three I really like Tyrod Taylor played really well. They beat the Titans. They did look pretty good running and, and, and throwing the ball in some crappy weather. They put up 22 points against the Titans defense. It's pretty good in that crappy weather. So I can see them killing the Jets. Yeah, and the Jets also lost their uh, running back for the next couple of weeks. So um, I am also jumping on that actual bet itself. But uh, my next pick, I'm taking Eagles minus three and a half over the Giants. Uh, Giants just fired Jason Garrett today. Not that he's even relevant anymore. That might actually might help, help them. To be the honest, the line probably that's, went. That's to, honestly why I'm it probably scared. was minus five and went down. That's to why minus I'm. Three. That's why I'm actually scared to take the Eagles. Did you I, see that play that they had in the game? Dan Orlovsky. It was third and second. Third and second. Third, third and two. Um, and they Bucks lined up like six guys across the line, and they rushed three. Two offensive oh, linemen were not blocking, yeah. and they had three guys running crossing routes, yeah. and they basically just someone go someone goes. We had three guys run the same route. And we're all just trying to avoid each other. Yeah. it's like who is Daniel Jones supposed to throw it to? Yeah, it's just terrible. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, but I'm taking Philly. I I mean, I just don't. And, and I actually do. I will say this: there's one thing when a, a head coach gets fired because they play for the interim. But when you change play calling and you do things, it does. There is a bit of a rhythm and and all that. I do think plays a little bit of a factor. So this isn't me, and this isn't also just me betting against the Giants because the Eagles have been clicking. Their offense is figuring it out. They're running the ball well. Jalen Hurts is not just throwing the ball forty times a game because they realize that's not his strengths. And and I think they're playing well. I think they're bouncing back. I mean, you're looking they, at a, they look like the like. The 1960s Packers, yeah, run the I mean, ball for 200 every yeah, play, and it's and it's impressive, and I think they continue that uh, that streak next week. Yeah, I'll say I want this is a side note. I would like to do someone could do some research because I'm certainly not going to do it on this. I feel like when an offensive coordinator gets a head coaching job, like a Jason Garrett, they're a very good offensive coordinator. They get a head coaching job and they fail. When they go back to being an offense coordinator, they they're like stink. A, they're like a lost dog. Lo- where I think a defensive coordinator, fine. when they go and they struggle, they, like Dan Quinn, so he's back, and the Cowboys defense looks pretty good. Yeah, that's because it, offensive coaches have egos. Defensive yeah. coaches are just psychos. I think, and I also think like defensive coaches love to dial things up to yeah. confuse you. Where offensive coaches are like, this is how I do it. This is my yeah. way. They don't like change it. Where so I think with the Giants thing, 
is, and it probably goes against you, is the next guy calling the plays is probably like the quarterback's coach who probably is on the player's side. Like, you know, players will complain, like, hey, we should be doing this, we should yeah. be doing this. He's actually listening to the players, taking him. He's like, hey, I can't change. Jason Garrett's not listening. Jason Garrett cha- fired. He's like, hey, coach, you're calling the plays. Like, hey, let's implement some of the stuff we've been telling you about. And the players, because they're in, the coach is implementing with somewhat what they want, I believe, is they're going to play a little harder and try to make execute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's going to be a camaraderie thing. Is the only thing I could see. But I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe the players do just like Jason Garrett. They just suck. Yeah, suck. Um, my next pick is um, Tampa Bay minus two and a half on the road at the Colts. Um, I think this line is two and a half because two reasons. The Colts played really well against the Bills. They ran it all down their throat. And Tampa Bay is really bad on the road. If you look at their road and home splits, they struggle on the road and they're very good at home. But, so I think that's why it's two and a half. But what the one thing the Bucks do well is they stop the run. They're very good against the run. Jonathan Taylor should be in the uh, MVP candidate because what he's doing. Is, yeah. and, they, and they should also give him the ball 100 times a game. I said, yeah. I texted you before the Bills game. I said, Colts Bills, because I had Colts last week. I said, they better run him the ball 35 times a game. Like, they just need to run him the ball every yeah, I mean, time. Even just, when they know it's run, coming, they, just they, give it to him. they yeah. can't stop him. Um, so I like that because I, and Tom Brady was pissed off after their, their loss last week, not this past week, like two weeks ago. He had that press conference. I think you're getting mad Tom Brady twice in a row. And I also think he thinks they should have put up more points against the Giants. So he's still a little mad because they settled for a couple field goals. And I, so he settled for three. I think he's still a little upset they didn't get points out of a couple of those. And they had a touchdown for holding penalties. So there's some stuff where, like, they, hey, we scored 30, but we can still be better. So I really like the Tampa Bay in this, minus two and a half. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a solid bet, especially, you know, Carson Wentz still doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, he's had a pretty solid year um, stat-wise. And it was more early on in the year, but he, he still – you can't rely on him to win you games, and he will – Carson yeah. Wentz at the end of the day. So if you can shut down Jonathan Taylor, and I'm not even saying if you shut him down, you just got to keep him in check, not let him fucking run yeah. free. Um, I think, it, you know, it, it's a, a great bet in the dome. Tom Brady's going to throw all over the place. I, I, I honestly think there's going to be a ton of points in that game. Um, but I like it. My pick, and I actually just have audibled my, my pick that I told you. I'm actually going to take Chargers. Uh, I like Chargers minus three. They're playing at Denver. Now, one thing that scares me about my audibles, I have no idea what the weather looks like in Denver. Not a clue. I will say this. I listen to Tom Brady on that, that is like sh- new thing on ESPN+. Plus. He did say how he – or no, he's on the Peyton Manning cast or something. He likes, he likes when it snows, like quarterbacks, because everyone slows down. Yeah. The, so you, everyone actually is slower, and you can read the defenses better. And so like it actually becomes like – Easier. Even, yeah. Now – if it's two and a half feet of snow, no, there's nothing but, you can do. Yeah. But if there's a little snow on the ground, slows the defensive line rush. But it's also it. tougher because obviously, you know, I mean, this is common sense, but like the offense knows where they want to go. The defense doesn't. Yeah. So if there's any footing problems, it's a whole lot easier for a wide receiver to cut knowing where to go versus yeah. a DB or a linebacker trying to determine. And so, but with that said, I, and the reason why I, I still even take, I'm taking this game is because I love Austin Eckler. Obviously, he went off on Sunday night or Monday night, whatever their game was. Um, but he's done it for years now, just out of the backfield, running the ball. I mean, the guy just gets so many touches that 
they don't need to throw the ball all the way down the field. They're now implement with Herbert, with you know yeah. Williams and and Allen, Allen. They are throwing the ball down the field, but now it's opening up Eckler even more. So I love. I mean, I do. I've loved the Chargers all year. I think they had a couple bad weeks in a row, but um, laying three on the road here doesn't doesn't concern me because I just don't think Denver's all that good. I mean, they had one impressive win when they just manhandled Dallas. Um, yeah. But other than that, I think uh, Chargers minus three. I. Um... I like that. I like them both. I'm going to say this. I might debate if I should take what I have, which is an over. I also hate taking over sometimes in the NFL, especially over 50. We've talked about this. Um, And it's so quick to die, too. It's like. But it's the Dome and it's the Tampa Bay Colts, where I see Tampa Bay scoring could score 31, and the Colts could score 21, and it's the over. I agree. so I want to take that over, uh, uh, but I might steal your Carolina pick at one and a half. That's where I'm stuck right now. Steal it. My concern is Miami is playing better. Carolina still. I mean, they, it, they still it, don't have Devontae Parker. They. Yeah, I Carolina. Don't know. Carolina defense. still didn't play well is last it at week. At Carolina. No. I mean, and, and what, this is why I actually deferred away from it. I was looking at the you know the Can we have a quarter. A what? A quarter. I'm gonna go get a quarter. I don't have a quarter. You talk what you want. Well, yeah, so the reason was is because I'm looking at it. Um, I mean, Carolina last week, I mean, Cam Newton is, you know, exciting, whatever you want to say. I mean, they still lost at the end of the day. So, um, you know, it wasn't against a great team. It was Washington, who might be sure playing better. But, you know, Miami, I mean, Miami has won three in a row. Take it for what you want. I mean, I am just so, I, you know, it's it's tough to – it's tough. It's tough to truly, you know, feel this game out just because Carolina's offense is new with Cam Newton. And, you know, I know he's exciting and he can run the football a little bit, but he still can't throw the football. I mean, in my opinion, I just don't think he's all yeah. that all that useful back there. I, I got a gold one dollar. Coin. Wow. This has got to be good luck, right? Got to be. All right. So heads is Colts in Tampa over 51 and a half. Tails is Carolina minus one and a half. Is it still minus one and a half? Yep. All right. Here we go. Jesus Oh, Christ. my God. That's, I think that's it, bad luck. That's bad luck. That's, he, he dropped the coin for those listeners out there. I think it was heads. I got to do a third one. Oh, boy. Oh, no. We have... Heads over 51 and a half. I think the first one was heads when I peaked, and then I saw that was tail, so I had to do one more. Okay. So heads, we are going with the over in the Tampa Bay there Indianapolis just, there games. There was 51 just so much debauchery in that right there. Yeah. You made a simple heads or tails call into a best of three, dropped the coin, wasn't sure what it was, assumed heads because the next one was tails. I mean, that was just absolute debacle. If that loses, we'll blame the coin. It's not even Scott's no, fault I'm also point. I'm also convinced it was heads because if it was heads again, I would have went with it. Mm. So it means I like that pick more. So there's that. I guess that's the end of it. Last thing I'm going to say, um, two things actually. One, the uh, the highest total is 74, and that's Western Kentucky Marshall. It's at 74, and the highest total going over is 3-9. and nine. Last week it was Akron in Western Kentucky, right? Yep. And that was 35 nothing. so that hit by double. Um, so if you want to go on that trend, take the under in the Western Kentucky Marshall game. I'm just going to keep doing it. It's 3-9. and nine. Uh, or it's nine and three by betting the under. So obviously made some money this week uh, or the last few weeks. Um, think of a new podcast name. If you guys have anything, send it over. 
Carlos, we love you. Carlos, um, shout out. And then lastly, we're also having a tailgate for any of you Arizona people at the ASU U of A game at Tempe. Was it? What was their stadium called? Arizona State Stadium. We're gonna have a tailgate. We'll have details going on there. Gonna do a live ten o'clock showing. Um, have some pizza, some wings, maybe some cornhole going on, uh, and then have some high noons for me at least. And then go into the game at like what time is the game? Two now? Two. Two o'clock. So go into the game, watch that. Hopefully it's a good game. Um, but ASU minus twenty. ASU minus twenty. We'll make our picks there. Might do a Lee Corso. Put a little helmet on. I don't know. But hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Leave a review. Thanks. Bye.